Are you always questioning if you're a good enough mom? Are you burning the candle at both ends feeling desperate to find ways to take better care of your family? Welcome to the Busy Farm Mom. I'm your host, Amanda. We will be navigating motherhood, discussing nourishing food choices, holistic wellness, and of course, agriculture. We can gather around as friends in this space while being in our most chaotic stages of life. Whether you're chasing your toddler, preparing endless amounts of meals for your family, driving to work, or running the grain cart, this space is an opportunity to grow and learn simple tips to tackle the doubt that creeps in of, am I a good enough mom? Kick that thought out of your mind and come join our judgment-free zone where we will never question that you're doing a great job, mama. Let's get started. So today I have a guest on here and she actually is somewhat close to me in Nebraska. So today I am interviewing Katie from Braided Branch Co. here in Nebraska and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you and if you would tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I am excited to get to talk to you in person and not just over messaging on Instagram. Yes. So, but my name is Katie Wolnoffer and I am a ranch wife and a mama to three little babies. I guess I should say they're four, two and a half, and one. <laughs> and we ranch in the sand hills of Nebraska. And I am mostly a ranch wife and mom, but I also have this little side business. Also, my little mini ministry, I like to call it. It's Braided Branch Co. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. And there, I just mostly want to connect with ranch wives and farm wives and express that no matter the uncertainties in our life, that we have one thing uncertain, and that is God. And when I first started my page, I really was hoping to reach just ranch and farm women and like those that's my crew that's where I am in my life but God knows and I have so many people that are followers that aren't ranch or farm wives and they're just women on Instagram that are looking for hope and just other women to encourage and lift them up to and I've had such good conversations about agriculture with them because they don't know and they see me doing these things and they're like, that's really cool that your kid's going to be outside all the time. Or how do you do that as a ranch wife? And, and it's brought such organic conversations that have been really cool on the ag side of it. And so I've gotten to talk a lot about Christ and, you know, how we can find him in agriculture to help, I think, ranch wives and farm wives really be grounded and rooted in their faith. And because I don't think you can be in agriculture and be have a peace without having a faith. Yes. But on the flip side, I've got to teach a lot, and mostly I would say Christian women that follow me, about agriculture and yeah. what it's like to be an agriculturalist. So it's been really cool. It's been a cool balance. Yeah. No, I just love following your page. Like I had mentioned a little bit earlier before we got on here, I really am all about seeing just the calmness and all the joy that your page brings. I just love that. 
And what we're going to kind of talk about today is a little bit of one of the posts that I saw of yours. And that really was just, it hit me. I was like, I want to talk about this. It, it just, like I said, it truly just brings me joy to read your stuff. It's so just simplistic and it brings that feel good feel to everything. And so I just, I just love it. So that is one of the main reasons why I'm here following you and I just love it. Thank you. That means really a lot to me. (laughs) So first off, I know you kind of said mainly, you know, you're raising your babies and your ranch wife, but can you just like tell us a little bit more in depth? Like what does your role on the ranch look like? Yeah. My role on the ranch does not look anything like I thought it would when I quit my nine to five. Like when I quit my nine to five and we had babies, I expected to be like toting them around with my husband, doing all the things. And and I think I did do that more when we had one, mm-hmm. but then we had another one. Then we had another one. And <laughs> it, I mean, with little babies, it's hard. Also, you really want to keep your kids safe. and. I didn't grow up on a ranch, and so I'm a little more cautious and hesitant, I think, because not that it scares me, but I have, like, a respectful fear of the equipment, and Mm -hmm. so a lot of the times I'm just, like, chasing my kids around, don't touch that, don't touch that, (laughs) Um, but I just really expected to be on the ranch five years ago, like, full out, like, bottle calves and all of that. And I don't do that right now, which I'm thankful for actually, because (laughs) I think it would be really stressful with three kids to also be in the trenches. And I know there are a lot of women who are in the trenches and have little kids. And I pray for them because I know they need the extra prayers because that's a lot of work. It is. It is. I am proud of you for like saying that because I feel like so much and everything goes back to social media because that's where we see everything of everyone's. And I feel like, yeah, the people, they say it's hard and stuff like that, but they make it look so easy. Granted, that's what you see on social media. And so you saying that I'm in the same boat. I'm not out there. I take them out there, but I'm not out there doing the work, doing it alone with the kids, like nothing like that. And so I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. And I feel like it is hard just what I'm doing. Like, yeah, when we go and work cows and if the boys are along, I'm like, stay back. Don't touch that. Yeah. Like, don't climb up the fence too tall. Like, you know, it just, yeah, you're always watching out for them. And yeah, it it definitely is a life that I'm so thankful for to have. And I'm glad that we get to experience it this way. Yes. Yes. And I just, I feel like there's a good balance into, you know, I want my kids to be around it. And so we worked some, like a smaller bunch of cattle and I felt like my kids could be there and be around because it wasn't going to take all day where they were going to get restless and start getting reckless where, you know, I think there was like 70 head. And so they were able to, one was sitting in the stroller, the other two, they got to play around in the dirt in the corral, but it wasn't so long of a day for them where they could enjoy it. 
see yeah. what daddy got to do. Mom got to help. But yeah, so it, was, it it's nice. And we, we work on the ranch with my in-laws. And so right now they're still at the point where my mother-in-law, like if we have bottle calves, she takes care of the bottle calves. And if she's gone, we'll go help. A lot of the times in the evening, the kids want to go help anyways. So that's really nice too. It's a family effort. And so the kids get to see that. And I love that, that they, they get to see their grandparents ranch with daddy. And then eventually they get to ranch with grandma and daddy and stuff. So in these seasons, we need to just remember that whatever we feel like we're called to do, do it with all of our heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And so if we have babies on the ranch and we feel called to take care of them, that we do that. I mean, there are times I really wish that I could go check house with my husband more or do other things, but I know there will be a time and a place for that. My kids are going to grow up and then they're going to want to go do it. So then I'm going to have to go do it too. (laughs) I love that because I think that is exactly how I feel too. It's like we almost get ahead of ourselves. And like you said, there will be a time and place for us to be in that. And there will be easier times. They will get older and yeah, then we'll all go as families. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like if we're in a place where we want to do that, find little things that we can do to feel like we're adding value to our operation. Yeah. And so I don't get to help work cattle very often, which I enjoy doing because of little kids. It's a dangerous environment and you have to be watching them. So a lot of the times we don't participate. But ahead of time, I'll offer to write the tags so the tags are ready to go. And then, or I'll offer to make lunch since my mother-in-law will help work cattle. And then they can take a break and have lunch made and she doesn't have to do that. And so just finding the little opportunities to help in these seasons, I think is important. Yes. Making lunch is so much more important than we give ourselves credit for. I agree. Yes, especially when they're burning so many calories out there working their butts off. They're hungry. I know, right? Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so like I said, I want to read this post that you had posted a while back on your birthday. And so when I, like I said, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I just want to talk about this kind of form of self-wellness. So I'm going to read just the first little bit of it, okay? Maybe it doesn't make sense to you, and that is all right, but I challenge you to give it a try. For now three years, I have given myself a gift of wellness for my birthday. As I age in hopes of being a full-time rancher, a grandmother, and, well, just a person who feels good, I decided each birthday I would eliminate something that doesn't serve me well or add something to my life to make me, well, better. So when I saw that post, I was like, that's such a great idea. I feel like we get so caught up in either like having to be all or nothing and it can't be like little changes or it can't be little habits or it's always because I don't look good enough or I need to do this. It's not truly because of our wellness or our, I don't want to say sanity, but just kind of our our happiness. And I feel like you explaining this, it brings you joy to have done this stuff. 
And I love that you included journaling in there and that you even mentioned like you wanted to make it every day, but now you're finding yourselves, you know, every couple to three days and, you know, giving yourself that grace that actually is just something that we should all give ourselves. So can you like tell us how you actually got this idea, you know, to start by saying no to something in your life to better you? Like what, what started that or what, what sparked that idea? Yeah, I guess I feel like I needed an attainable date to start something because I was a Diet Coke addict (laughs) and I have not drank a Diet Coke in three years, but I used to drink like one or two a day and I knew how bad aspartame was for your brain and I was not feeling good. And I, w- I had a lot of headaches and just I just didn't feel good. So originally I was like, I just need a date. So I drank like so much Diet Coke before my birthday because I knew <laughs> I wasn't going to drink it after my birthday. You Part just of- went to turkey? Oh yeah. I that is my personality. If I'm gonna stop something, I just do it cold dirty. <laughs> and uh but I just I felt like if I made it on my birthday and then I made it a whole year, because I'd feel like your birthday is a good marking point. That is. So you could that be is. like, I've been Diet Coke sober for a year, and then this next birthday I've been Diet Coke sober for two years. Yeah, at least you won't forget your date. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. So if you pick like a day that you really remember, like your birthday, and then I was like, okay. So then the next year, I was like, that was really cool. I didn't drink Diet Coke for a whole year, and it's my birthday. I'm doing good. I f- started feeling so much better like months after stopping drinking Diet Coke. I saw the difference that my like brain fog went away. And so I was like, I'm going to try something else. So I got to thinking and I was like, I love journaling and I felt like I'm a person that bottles everything up and then will pop my top later on. And so I was like, well, I'm going to start journaling. And so then I started journaling, which turned into more prayer journaling now. But so I started that the next year and I just tried at first, I really tried to do it every day, even if it was something as like today. I woke up and made chili for dinner. Like, and that was it. Just something to look back on, too. And my kids can look back on and see things that happened. You know, we got, we got 12 inches of snow today. Like, I just think journaling like that is cool, too. So that was kind of my idea this year. This is where giving yourself grace comes in because I told myself, so we have like in my family, we are big chip addicts and yeah. I have seen the damage it causes. <laughs> <laughs> that and my motivation, chips are like $8 a bag now. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, if they're not on sale and we can sit down and eat a whole bag of chips like in one sitting and that's kind oh, yeah. of crazy. And so I was like, you know, that's a good, like, that's something I should just cut out of my life because it's not filling me up with nutrition. If I'm going to want to eat chips, I should eat a banana instead. Like something that's going to provide me some nutrients. Two, those things are expensive and I knew it would be a challenge. Now I have to say, I have not stopped eating chips. I have stopped eating them more. Yeah. 
for like the first, I would say two months, I was really good about it. But when you go to barbecues in the time, like fundraisers and stuff, and they have a hamburger and chips are your option, you can't just ask them for two hamburgers. I mean, I guess you could. (laughs) (laughs) No, but at least like now you're mindful of it. But overall, I mean, like, obviously those are the things that you picked, but overall, like somebody making a habit like that or trying to better themselves, more or less, I got when I read that, that year by year, instead of just thinking, oh, I'm getting a year older. Oh, I'm aging, stuff like that. You are trying to find the light and the positive and make yourself better. Make And it might not even be a healthier version, but it might be like, a mental thing of maybe you say a morning prayer every day, you know, the something that changes and it's just bettering you mm-hmm. year by year instead of us having this mentality of like, oh, now I'm this old. Oh, now I'm this old. But it's a really good marker of like, like you said, your whole Diet Coke thing year by year. It's like I on my birthday am now a year without Diet Coke. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as moms, we get either overwhelmed with what we want to do and we get like a list of four or five things that we just think, let's change this and let's do it all. Well, as you know, obviously you're even more busy than I am with your kids that it's like you don't have time for that. And something as simple as one thing can be, I feel like, very beneficial for moms. I mean, what what do you think on like that side of it? For sure. You know, like habit stacking, I kind of talk about this in a couple other posts and kind of more habit stacking of our faith. But it's the same thing in our life. Like I think that birthday thing, it's a habit stacking. So, you know, I'm 30 and I'm gonna habit stack something every year. And by the time I'm 60, when you're 60 years old. Sometimes, I mean, from experience of watching my parents get older, other people get older, when you're 60, what do you have to look forward to? And a lot of the times their health is really bad. And so they have to make radical changes because, you know, they don't want to get on a prescription or something like that. Versus if we take it every year by year and just try to change something little every year, Imagine in 30 years, you're going to have changed 30 things in your life. Yeah. Which is a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. And that shows your kids the celebration of, like, obviously, as kids, we make a big deal out of our birthdays. And as adults, you know, maybe we make a cake or, you know, go out to eat or something like that. But we don't really make this big hurrah out of our birthdays Mm -hmm. when you're kids. And I think that's kind of cool that like you can share that with your kids or even make something with them of, like I said, you know, read a book. Maybe that's going to be your thing. And like for me, that would be a perfect thing. Like I'm going to read a book every single night or every single day with my kids. Obviously, you're going to have those days that you're not going to be there with them. But like that would be something cool, too. And just something overall like you said, bettering yourself Mm -hmm. and a gift to 
yourself because we just, like I said, we overlook our birthdays and we overlook, we overlook all the good things that God's given us. And I feel like year by year, as I grow, I am more aware of how thankful I truly need to be for everything. And that's why I think our health is something that we do take for granted, especially when we are young. And like you said, in 30 years, what is our health going to be like? And yeah, you just doing these little things. Isn't it easier to do it now and cutting out the Diet Coke than do it when you're 60? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you're 60 by that point, you're like, "Uh, I've been doing it this long. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's that was my other thing for this year was I wanted to get active once a week. And so it is that thing. I was like, I knew I couldn't attain it every day. So setting realistic things for your life, like I can get active once a week. I can go for a run once a week. I can do a YouTube workout once a week, like stretch even. I think stretching is even active, but just being mindful one day a week. And that idea of giving it to yourself as a gift, I think a lot of the times when we are trying to eliminate something or add something into our life, it's we're giving it to ourselves almost as like a punishment or like, girl, I've gained like 20 pounds this year. I've got to cut out brownies and cupcakes and all my nice sweet treats that I enjoy because as a punishment for gaining my 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. But if we reframe it in this thought that, you know, my body God gave me to steward well, and it is a gift. My body is a gift, and I want to treat myself well. So I'm going to give myself the gift of not eating a brownie and give myself the gift of feeling better later. Yes. Yes. That's such like the mind game of how we state it out loud to ourselves is truly a whole entire difference maker. I mean, there's so many things that we can bring up into that topic and so many things. I mean, that could be a whole podcast episode because truly what we tell ourselves, what we say out loud, what we do and what we make our brain think is so true because yeah, the chance of me cutting out the sweets when I'm like, oh, I need to lose that 20 pounds compared to it's like, okay, I'm going to do something to better myself. And then instead of eating a sweet after, I'll grab a bite of, you know, a a piece of fruit. Or I will, instead of having a sweet after both of my meals, I'm going to maybe do one. And like you said, changing how we say it, I think, is 100% a game changer when it comes to our actual results of it. So gift yourself something for your birthday that'll make you feel better. Yes, yes. So, okay, you mentioned a little bit kind of your mini ministry, stuff like that on social media. But can you tell us kind of about some of the things that you offer people and different things like that? Like what, don't you have journals? Tell us about those. Yes. So. Oh, it is hard praying as a busy mom, but I have learned so much over the last two years, especially this last year of how vital prayer is. And 
praying for everything. And when we pray, I'm learning more and more about prayer. It's kind of become a study, but it's not just requesting things of the Lord, but spending time and praying his scripture. Because when we pray his scripture out loud, it defeats the enemy and he doesn't like that. And because the enemy is going to tell us a lie, but when we're reading scripture, we're announcing the truth. And so it defeats him. And so I'm learning that that's important. And then I'm learning worshiping the Lord is important. And thanking him should be just like the biggest chunk of our prayer life. And then, I mean, you've got your kids to pray for, your businesses to pray for, your husband to pray for, your in-laws to pray for, your operation to pray for, your friends to pray for. I mean, you've got so many things to pray for. And if I could spend an hour or two every morning praying, I would love that. But I can't as a busy mom. And so I created this prayer journal And each day, it takes everything that you want to pray for, and it splits it up into the seven days. And so on Sunday is Scripture Sunday, and so you pick out a scripture that you're wanting to pray over your life. A lot of the times I like to pray, you know, like the fruit of the spirits, that I would be able to emulate those in my life, and that these are what God made me. God made me have patience. God gave me self-control and all these things. And um, so scripture Sunday, you got me Monday. So you can pray for all the things that, you know, this is the things in my life that I need to pray for. Trusting Tuesday, you know, I think it's important for us to just say, Lord, we trust you. We trust that our operation is in your hands. We trust that no matter what the cattle markets are doing, you will provide for us and that we will be able to make it another year with groceries on our table. Worship Wednesday, worshiping the Lord for all the things that he's given us or done for us in our lives or even that week. Thursday is thankful Thursday. It's alongside of worship, but you know, thanking him for the opportunity to be agriculturalist, thanking him for the opportunity to have kids to raise in agriculture and living in rural communities. What a blessing. Or anything in your life, I mean, you have to be thankful for. Faith Fridays, I really think it's important that we are praying for the faith of other people. And so praying for the salvation of our lost loved ones and friends, praying for the faith of the, in the country and our in our communities. And um, somebody else Saturday. And so when we pray for our husbands, our friends, our you know, I have a few people specifically on Instagram that I am trying to be a prayer warrior for because they have, I have a couple friends on there that have cancers. I have a couple friends that are going through marriage troubles. And so if I don't try to specifically pray for them on that day, a lot of the times it'll get pushed back because the other things come to the forefront. And so this is just like a prayer journal. I think that you would have to pray, but I mean, you obviously will pray for other things throughout the day as they come up and in the situations of the day. Um, this isn't just what you're praying and, you know, but it's just to kind of help cover your basis on all the things you need to pray for, for the week. So yeah, that was a very detailed journal. That was absolutely great. I think that is something that all moms in that time, like you said, we're running every which way. 
we have a lot on our minds and to focus it down to something. I absolutely love that. I've been seeing that you've been mailing them out and I was like, oh, I need to get one and I just need to come up and visit you and then I can get one. <laughs> we can get coffee at the local gas station. <laughs> yes. No, I think something like that, we as moms need that guidance. We need God in our lives. We need on those hard days we need that reminder to be thankful. I love that you said that because how thanking God needs to be a big part of our prayer because even though we have these bad days, even though our kids are throwing tantrums, I've been in the just real big rut this week with my oldest of tantrums and not listening But we look at it and it's like, there's been really, really good things that have happened yet this week. And I need to remember that. And I also need to thank God for that stuff. And I think something like that, it makes you think and be a more intentional of all the good things that you have and who needs, who needs those prayers. And yeah, just kind of to focus in on what needs to be prayed for in your family and your friends. And I, I think I love that. I just love it. And I'm glad that you gave that great of a description because now people can see, you know, or listen to what it's all about and then know, know what they're getting. And yes, I am so excited that you shared that. So all of my guests, I ask a question too. So what is one piece of advice you wish someone would have shared with you about motherhood? Yes. People gave me lots of wisdom when I had kids. I mean, almost too much wisdom. <laughs> so too much advice. But um, nobody really gave me the advice or just the wisdom that it's okay to change. In lots of things, when you become a mom, you change and it's okay to not be the same person you used to be. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not be as fun and free. It's okay to change your mind during motherhood. It's okay to have the idea that you're going to be a strict mom and my kids will never have suckers until they're the age of five and then give your one-year-old son a sucker. Or in the other aspect, it's okay to think that you're going to be this mom who has no cares. And then all of a sudden you start caring a lot and you notice that your kids require structure. I mean, I think I found that out a little bit in motherhood at first. Like I was like, we're a ranch family. We can't have structure because I mean, it's difficult to have structure, but I'm learning like we kind of changed that a little bit. Like. And it's okay. It's not saying anything about who we were as parents. It's not saying anything about parents who have no structure or have all the structure in the world, but it's okay to change. And yeah, I just think that we kind of get hard on ourselves as mom. Well, I'm not the same person that I used to be, especially to our husbands. I mean, I know I've apologized to my husband. I'm sorry you didn't. I'm not the same person you married. And kids change us and that they grow us and changes growth. And I saw a sign the other day that said, 
fall is proof that change is good. And what truth is that? Because everyone loves fall. Yeah. It brings a time of rest. It brings a time of peace. So yeah, I think if anyone had given me that advice, I probably wouldn't have listened. But <laughs> right, right. But that is that is really great advice. I love that you shared that and all the examples because all of those just hit hit home. Like, yes, that's so so true. So, thank you so so much for joining me today. I absolutely this and our conversation and thank you so much yes this was a pleasure thanks for having me on here thanks for joining me today i hope you feel more equipped to take on your role of everyday life as a busy farm mom i hope to continue the learning and conversation with you on instagram you can find me at 2383 farms and if you enjoyed this episode take a screenshot to share to your stories share it with another mom friend or leave a review This helps me reach more and more overwhelmed moms looking for quick, helpful tips. Thank you again. You're doing great, mama. See you next time.